Welcome back to another episode of Pass for Two, People and Places, brought to you by Jules Verne. As we're taking a little break over the summer, exploring more wonderful stories from the people and places that have just captured our hearts the most, we want to share with you some of our favourite episodes from the last year of the Jules Verne podcast. This month is the turn of Tarek and Rania, our partners in Egypt. I was delighted that they made the journey from Egypt all the way over to London to sit in our studio and talk to me about all that life on the Nile has to offer and so many experiences beyond that as well. We talk about the highly anticipated opening of The Gem, which is the Grand Egyptian Museum, and Rania gives us a sneak peek of what to expect when you go to The Gem. So sit back, relax and enjoy and let us transport you once again to Egypt. This is Passport Two, People and Places, brought to you by Jules Verne, taking you around the world, sharing memories and introducing you to the people at the heart of everything we do. I'm Abby, and in this series, I'll be delving into past adventures, inside stories, future journeys, inspiring you to discover the wonders of the world. Hello, listeners. I am live from World Travel Market in London, where the industry's greatest and best minds get together and talk about all of the possibilities there are for you all to travel. So I'm delighted in this episode to be joined by our Egyptian partners to talk all about the wonders that are in Egypt and the things that you can see. So I'm going to let you both introduce yourselves, actually. So do you want to introduce yourself to the Jules Verne listeners? Of course. Uh, my name is uh, Tarek Imam. I'm a partner with uh, Jules Verne since about 35 years. And this episode will be discussing a lot of things, Abby, because I'm really in love with the company and in love with what's happening in Egypt. You know, Egypt is coming back and we're doing very well. COP27 is already there and we hopefully everything will be okay in the, in the future. Uh, hi, I'm Rania. Um, I'm married to this beautiful, handsome man <laughs> for the past <laughs> 18 years. I will have to say that uh, my experience before getting married was I was just a normal traveler. I book um, through the internet, I find uh, <laughs> companies and agencies and I try. But then after I got married, it became more professional. Uh, we look differently now at the whole travel experience. Even with my children, they also like, no, this program is right. This program, we should have added this excursion, like terminologies that the normal children would n never use, you know, like you just go on a trip and then you come back and that's it. It really is a family business, isn't it? I think, yeah. and we see you as family. Like you said, we've worked together for so many years now. We have these amazing itineraries with you. Um, I was lucky enough to come onto one of your itineraries this year and meet you both in Egypt. And it was probably one of the most magical experiences, especially being in Egypt when it's so empty at the moment. The pyramids. I mean, so what's what's going on? What's hot in Egypt? What you know? What is happening? Okay. First of all, Abby, let me tell you uh, what's, uh, you know, Jules Verne is a company of, I always call, out-of-the-box ideas. Yes. And when I say out-of-the-box ideas, we started a lot of itineraries different from any other tour operator here in uh, England. For example, we were the first people to start the Lake Nasser, which is behind uh, the high dam. And it was 
an itinerary which everybody was looking in it very strangely. But what's, what was happening is that the itinerary was extremely successful. In addition to that, we had the idea of the steamboats. And the steamboats, which comes back to the old kingdom like King Farouk and uh, this period. When I'm talking about the steamboats, this also reminds me of the long cruises. When it was banned for 20 years, if you can imagine. For 20 years, from it was banned exactly 1992. When it came back, and there was a very, very understanding Minister of Tourism who actually came back and gave the instruction for it to be back in the market. And the itinerary itself, you cannot imagine. It are three colors, green, yellow, and blue. Green Nile, yellow desert, blue the sky. And you can imagine yourself sailing all alone from Cairo to Aswan. When I say Cairo to Aswan, of course, it's Cairo to Luxor, because Luxor to Aswan, there is a lot of boats. But the beauty about it is the virginity of this place and how everybody's greeting you on both shores. And it was actually really another interesting one. Abby, I'm in love with your company. <laughs> we are in love with you. And the thing is that when you are on the boat and experiencing this, it's pack and unpack. You come, you fly, you unpack your bag in your cabin, you stay 14 nights finishing and every single site, Cairo, Benesweef, Minya, Amarna, Asyut, Suhag, Dandar and Abydos, Luxor, Esna, Etfokomob, Aswan. And then you pack and you take your flight back. Well, let me say the, the beauty of what he's saying is he's been in that business God knows for how long, yeah. you know, like I think he was born into it. But my experience is different because I have only studied about these places in books, only in school. I have never been to any of these sites until I met him. So the impact of me going again and again and i've always wanted to join the tours that you sent yes they are the most magnificent itineraries and every time i go he says aren't you done with visiting the temples and i say every time i see something new every time there's no matter how many books you read being there feeling you know this energy I remember very well, this, I think this is the first time he, he would hear that story, uh, before having my first child. And I, I, I wasn't late, but I thought that the minute I'll get married, the next month I'll be pregnant. So I, it took me a little bit. <laughs> and I remember uh, going to Karnak Temple, and they had this, um, um, what, what do you call it, the scarabee. Yeah. And, you know, there's this, there's this myth, pharaonic myth, that if you go around it for several times, <laughs> and then you, you can get, get a baby, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm not joking, but the energy you feel in these temples and these places, even the guides, you could hear them telling you, please lower your voice, please be as calm as you. I, I just go there, I love going there. I've been, so I haven't been 
until I met him. And in the past 18 years, I think I visited over 80 times and I still go. I love Thank it. God I don't have 80 kids. <laughs> no, no. It's only three kids. We only have three. Three. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think it's the, the grandeur, but the, the you know, the, the tranquility as well and the peace. And I think something that resonated with me, especially on that more secret part of the Nile, where not, you know, there aren't that many boats and you're mm. stopping off and you really are in local markets. And I remember one point we were sailing along I was reading a book, a colleague of mine was just, you know, looking at the view and then just faintly in the distance I could hear, hey, 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 uh, yeah, and the hey yeah. got louder and louder and louder yeah. and you're looking around and then, you know, there was only a group of 15 of us and this beautiful boat that, yeah, you know, yeah. we had and the 15 of us, all of a sudden, we rose to our feet and hey, hey, got louder and louder <laughs> and it was a, just a village yeah. waving us as we yes. went through and and I remember at the time speaking to the lovely guide and he was like, well, you're probably one of the only boats they've seen for a good two weeks That's yeah. because this really right. is the untouched, secret, yes. you know, raw part of the Nile and the Nile is such an important river definitely. for so many reasons but I yeah. think... You're right with the itineraries you're speaking about. I think the great partnership between us is that you are you're in yourself and your company an adventurer and you know a, an, an explorer and yeah. want to be the first to get there exactly. and see it, the first exactly. footprints. Yeah. Exactly. And we want to do the same. So yeah. I love the fact that when we've worked together before, and we will continue to work for many many years. But we get um, to take customers on these amazing journeys. Well, I'll tell you something. There was an agent with me on board, and we were sailing from Cairo to Luxor. And then in, in part of the Nile, uh, this, the boat was sailing, actually, it was moving. And then there was a guy who was washing the dishes on the other shore, a small guy, and he was waving. And he did not want to stop waving, except if somebody will return the waving, and the boat was moving. So the agent told me, why is he doing that? As you said, Abby, they missed the boats. Yeah. And this part of the Nile, and actually this is one of the traditions the Egyptians have that the being the hospitality and the smiling the yeah. and there is so no tipping kind. and there is no money involved here. i no. mean he doesn't want except one thing Abby, that this woman or myself to return back the wave yeah. so we started doing that and he was ah, shouting and so on it, the nile is really the key of life in it Egypt. is on so many levels not just for the water but also you know i mean the the this industry is the life of these people living on on the shore sometimes i know they get super excited you know they want to be too friendly they want to uh, be too close you know sometimes people think oh my god they're like there's this but the people they enjoy tourists yeah. they want to see tourists they want to make them happy like uh, our country is is beautiful look what we have they want to show them plenty of what the, what we offer like in the market and what you were saying about the offerings the product offerings being the lead in the market has really set foot for several other programs to come around. So the nice thing is Tarek comes up with the idea, you back and support, people come and then it's not enough. He wants more. So he keeps thinking of more ideas. We've done so many Luxor Luxor. I'm gonna come up with something new. And I say, Tarek, come on, people still want to go. He says, yeah, yeah, they can come Luxor, but I'll come up with something new. And, and that's what he keeps doing. With your support, 
with the 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 energy we get from you this is how we succeed you know this is how we move definitely. forward definitely you're definitely making yeah. sense and i think every experience that we offer collectively between us yeah. is amazing in itself and i think i've mentioned on the podcast before to our listeners that probably one of the most iconic moments for me in the many places that i've got to tra- travel before is something that you've gifted to me actually and i don't even know if you know you've done this but we were in the you know we were we were doing our activities we'd gone out with the guide and we turned up at one of the the many temples that we saw yeah. and they were beautiful and um the the security guard turned to me and said would you like to unlock the door <laughs> and it was the most simple thing yeah, but, but i thought oh i'm an explorer because I got to put the key in the lock to the temple and I got to turn it and I got to and the door was like and I got to open that door that big iron door and I was the first one in the group to take a step into this beautifully decorated I mean the colours of the Mm. temple and the smells and the sounds and I just thought this is amazing. This is, and that's something that you gifted to me, but yeah. you gifted to so many of our customers exactly. by arranging these amazing, exactly. amazing itineraries. And imagine you're standing there and right in this place thousands and thousands of years ago. There were people actually offering yeah. the gods yes. food and uh, having this festivals and... I always imagine what happened in this place thousands of years ago, you know, like the sounds of the market, how people are praying, and the the, the echo from inside of the temple. My God, I, I can't get enough of that. Always, always. It's it's just amazing. You know, Abby, uh, uh, my wife, uh, she actually visited the gym. Oh, my gosh, wow, really? Yeah. So for our <laughs> listeners, the gem is the Grand Egyptian Museum, which isn't even open yet <laughs> i was i was lucky yeah. i was lucky, lucky enough one of uh, my friends she works with the construction company and um i was so i'm I, I i i know a lot of egyptians are very proud of their history but honestly i was very surprised when i went because the design of the gem it is um you can't just spend one day. No. You can't just go there and visit unless you're going for a specific discovery or a specific mission. But honestly, this is going to be a week of visiting. So it will make people come and come again. The windows, every uh, uh, room in the gym overlooks the pyramids. So wherever you are, you just look out of the windows and you can see the pyramids. And also, surprisingly, I didn't know that this was there. They also had uh, uh, um, artifacts and they had statues uh, that were rescued from um, the Mediterranean. You know, the excavation they did under the sea. So they had statues from there. So they have this Alexandria part. And I was like, oh, that is unbelievable. Honestly, it's so amazing that even the decoration inside it's monuments so like uh, the 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 columns it's you have the history of the columns yeah the going down the stairs it's full of monuments you know that in in the old museum 
now we call it the old museum, but the one in Tahrir Square, they have, I don't know how many rooms, but it's like plenty of rooms. They're packed with monuments and they're just actually going to transfer all this to the new one. To the new. And you know what? They're having something also very cool. Every 40 days, they're changing the display. Wow. Every 40 days. Every 40 days. Yeah. So if you visit and you see the magnificent display, if you come back in 40 days, it's completely different. Gosh. Which makes the clients come back. Again. See? Well, yeah. So not only you've visited, I've seen, and they have also this temple. It's the first, uh, I mean, uh, not temple, what do you call it? The, um, obelisk. Yeah. It's the, f they call it the floating obelisk. So the floating obelisk, it's uh, Ramesses because he didn't trust anyone. So he stamped his obelisks from down. So all the obelisks, so because when, you know, when kings, they come, they wipe away yeah. the, the king, the original king, and they put their names on it. This is how the history has been going. So Ramesses was clever enough. He only, he stamped his obelisks from, from the, bottom. the bottom. So no one crossed his mind to lift it up so they have this floating obelisk you can actually go under it and you can see the stamp it is unbelievable it's I really mean, lovely I, mean, I didn't know that you're an Egyptologist <laughs> no <laughs> no no I think the new museum we keep calling it the grand museum the new museum but all yeah. these different names that we have is it's going to be I mean it's an it's a holiday in itself, isn't it? I remember yeah. we were discussing before, it could take up to seven days to walk Definitely. around it. So I think for for people who maybe haven't been to Egypt already, that's going to be an attraction and a pull in itself. But you, like you said, you've got the view of the pyramids mm. and you've got so much to do. For you both, what is the thing that you love the most about sort of holidaying in Egypt, your own country? For you, is there anywhere in particular that you think this is the best place? I I I love the sea, of course, but this is something else. You know, I'm not a very sea person, but sailing on the Nile, yes. when I really want this cleansing effect, you know, like the calming down, I just tell Tariq, you know, just two days. I'm just I'm gone for two days. You take care of the girls. <laughs> Give me 48 hours. Really, Abby, just sitting there sailing, just sailing. This is actually the most amazing trip for me. Sailing is the, the most, of course, I love the temples, the museums, but sailing is really, sometimes, you know, I sleep, I tell them, don't wake me up. So I get sunburned, but... Because <laughs> you're just so relaxed being on the water. And, it's beautiful. You know, the, the sounds and just the boats are magnificent in themselves. But like you said, the serenity that surrounds lying on one of the most important rivers yes. in the world, but probably one with the most amazing history. <laughs> and and like you said, the local, it's, yeah. It's I think I'm with you. I think that's my favourite yeah. part. Yeah. You know, I Abby, mean, uh, the favourite part of the Nile... Really, Cairo, Turks, yeah. mm. amazing. You go there, leave yourself to the nature, yeah. and you will have the full, you have the power of being uh, relaxed. So I really enjoy yeah. this. Uh, you know, my kids, we've done the, 
There's also a part where you can do Are we talking too much, Abby? No, no, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've also done the part where you can go uh, on the Nubian village and see the Nubian culture. It's amazing. I'll tell you a story that my kids really love. Um, During the Egyptian uh, war, uh, 1973, to, to decipher the, the, the code between the central military and the soldiers, they use the Nubian language because no one ever understands the language except the Nubian people. So that was amazing. So yeah. I decided to take my girls and, and show them the culture. The Nubian people, Abby, they are so, they live, they still until today. Even with the technology, they have iPads, they have iPhones, everything. But they live in families. They have crocodiles in their homes. Little children, they play with small crocodiles and they can do, you know, the black henna. Uh, They get you the tea with the traditional way we we sit on the ground. It's beautiful, beautiful. So every time there is a new essence or feeling behind what you're doing. It's not just, okay, I go to a resort, I love it, I swim in the sea, but you swim in the sea. Yeah. You can, you just swim in the sea. But and you can do anywhere. It's, it's, but you don't get this, you know, sometimes on a holiday, you want to feel this overwhelming, confusing feelings. It gets you out of the normal routine that you just do day in, day out. You want to cut, see something completely, oh my God, overwhelming. So that you're recharged. I'm back and I'm ready to work and do my job again. It's all about, I always say that, you have to be different. You do. So mm. being different is, I think, the key of success of GV. Yeah. I think, I think for us, like you said, being different is something that we, we thrive on. And I think all over the world, all of our itineraries always have those special touches. Um, One of the things that you'd arranged for for myself when I went out, and I I realise, listeners, that I'm talking a lot about my own experience, but I think it was one of the best experiences (laughs) I've ever had. And one of the things that you arranged for me, and I was very grateful for, was a um, sunrise hot air balloon over the Valley of the Kings. Oh, this is another (laughs) thing. Oh, Abby. Have you done the dance before getting on the balloon? I did the dance after. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this this beautiful memory of the sun rising in a hot air balloon yeah. and and seeing, you know, the Valley of the Kings and sitting there thinking, I'm so small in comparison to mm. this grandeur of history and love mm. and just, you know, admiration. And I think, again, there's all these experiences that and you can have. And the sound of the balloons, like when they call each other and the heat yes. coming off, it's, it's, it's lovely. And you, yeah. you can hear them, can't you? You can hear the wash yeah. of the balloons yeah. and yeah. you hear the, the people in awe from below and above. And, and it's like a dance of balloons because some mm-hmm. are higher, some are lower. Mm-hmm. And it's this amazing, amazing thing you're doing. A hot air balloon is amazing in any way. But Tell me you took it. the best photos there. Oh, the best photos. If you ever want to have a look on the Jules Verne Instagram, there's some amazing photos and amazing videos yeah. because yeah. we just had 
the best time and we laughed and we danced and we met people from all over the world and we were all sharing this incredible moment and that's the good thing that we're we want to give people the best experiences and we want to you know transport people around the world and i think these moments that you can give people are the ones that, like you said, they recharge you. That you exactly. sit there and go, yes. I've, I've, I've done this. I've yes. been on holiday. Now we also have the 100 years for Howard Carter. Yes. That is, that's a huge attraction, you know, the Tutankhamun uh, tomb discovery. And Abby, the gem, they have a whole section for Tutankhamun. It real is, ones. The real thing from the grave. Everything is real in this uh, room. This part is just amazing. Amazing. They're actually discussing to return the, um, the mask, but I'm not sure Germany will be. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Oh, we hope so, because to have all those artifacts yeah. together in, in one place is just it's mesmerizing in itself. But talking about the museum and all of these things you can do, and we, we've talked about the sites, the, you know, the, the attractions, the things that you hear. But you touched on something early, earlier when you said, I didn't know you were an Egyptologist. Yeah. And I think something that we probably haven't shouted about enough is that every guide that we Bravo. have I just I was just trying to talk about it yes. <laughs> every guide that we've had we have on board when you take a cruise with us is an Egyptologist and I think that's such a amazing thing to shout about so from your point of view as the business owner and our partner how do you make sure that we have the very best Egyptologist with the most passion someone who can emulate your passion into business I always say Abby first of all choosing the the guides it's a combined effort between Jules and between the company ourselves and the most important thing for a for a for a guide is you feel that he is in love with his history in his eyes. And the way to combine or to react with the client is to give him lectures about the country. It's not only explaining the temple. It's giving history. Knowledge. It's telling the knowledge. It's speaking about the traditions of the Egyptians. And the question comes easily. Why? Because you have already opened yourself in a friendly way with the clients. So we're always asking. So we always combine efforts between both of us. We choose and this was really one of the main, or one of the keys in the success of the operation, which is choosing the right guide to enjoy or make the clients enjoy the Egyptian history. Yeah. It's not a mission. It's, it's something you love to do. And I think the a good guide, the passion is amazing. And I think a good guide makes that trip even more exactly. memorable. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, and as you said, learning not only about the history of the temples and the religion and the gods and all of these sort of things, but also just local life. One of the most interesting facts that one of our customers asked when I was away with them was about mm. marriage. Bravo. And it's something you sit and think, oh, I never would have thought that. But actually, mm. it's really interesting to hear some of your guides are married, some of them are not, and have those... And, you, and then you end up questioning, well, well, how old are you? Well, why are you not married? What's going on? <laughs> and then you become one of these, you know, family members Bravo. who's going, well, I can find your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you do, and you sit there, and we have these conversations. And yeah. it's, it's something that in day-to-day -day life, you would never, mm. you know, you wouldn't have that conversation with somebody in an office. No. You probably wouldn't have that conversation no. with your friend. No. But to learn the culture behind a destination, and I think one thing that you can be very proud of is your your guides in in Egypt, because yes. like you said, the passion just 
oozes out of everybody, but the it passion. really does That's make the, the trip. I agree. You know, Abby, we've we've been traveling. We've traveled a lot. I've been to Africa, the U.S., and I like to use guides because you know usually the guides they give you more insight about the place and what you do. They they do an excellent job. It's a perfect job, but it's a job. You know what I mean? So the guide we had in the States, remember when we went, uh, we visited the Statue of Liberty? He's a perfect guide. Very nice, very kind to the kids and everything. But the minute he stops, you could see the smile is gone. Uh, he's like, we've, we're done, Bravo, we're finished. Uh, that's a good point. It's, it's not. I know our guides, I know of our guides, they still email clients until now, yeah. even after they finished their, and the clients would send them and just a normal hello, ha Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday. This is the kind of bond you would want to create on a 14 night yeah. uh, uh, trip. You know what I mean? It's like meeting new friends that you will actually learn something and enjoy a new experience with them. They always, as I told you, have something new to tell you. Yeah. Always. Because these guides, they have studied s at least four years yeah. of college. Yeah. Pure Egyptology. And then they have had very hard training. And then they had field training. And surprisingly, when COVID hit and we unfortunately had to stop, when they came back, even though they are our top guides, Tariq insisted that they go back and do training. You know what I mean? This is the kind of... And they were very happy because it's a refreshment to them, to them as well. It's not like we've been not doing that for some time. It's very good to go back and refresh our memory. And, and he did a trip and it was, you know, this kind of very little details that really makes a huge difference, honestly. Like you do. <laughs> so, sort of, we've we've spoken a lot about the Nile and the ships and you know the temples and the pyramids and all these. But if somebody hadn't been to Egypt before, what would you say to them? You must come because of this. What uh, would it be? Okay, you must come. Number one, the gym. It is the highlight because it's going to be something as uh, I mean. Visiting the gym is not going to take one time. You have to repeat deeply again. The Nile. The Nile. The Nile. It is something I do not think anybody should miss. It is something that everybody has to experience because it combines history, it combines pleasure, it combines sun, it combines everything is there. I mean, I, I, I like to swim and I like the sea and everything, but you know, swimming is swimming. That's it. But if you are on a boat where you have a swimming pool and you can swim and then listen to a very nice guide and then you are doing, hearing a lecture, having beautiful food, having the pleasure of the company of other people, happy, happily people. So this is all factors which can make your trip really unforgettable. So I, for me, it is the Nile. There is a say, if you drink from the water of the Nile, you have to come back. You always I do come not, back. I don't want anybody to drink from that at all, but I'm just saying, if you drink. You know, he, he did. He drank from the water. That's why I'm always The back. one next to uh, Fila Temple? Yeah. It's really, really... Uh, pure, pure, like mineral water. It's, it, 
it's very clean, very clear. The one next to the Fila Temple. This is where he had his drink of the Fila Temple. <laughs> next time I come, that's you what we'll here. do. We'll have a drink together. <laughs> I think. I think. Even with all what's said, the main attraction still uh, is the pyramids. So it is one of the wonders of the world, and you can't actually re realize how big the pyramids are until you're there right in front of them and you can actually can't take with your own eyes the whole scenery in in one view i think the pyramids is still the most attractive spot when you're done with the pyramids then you would want to know more about the history how these people how this happened uh, where these people practiced religion uh, where th how these people actually managed to pull all this together so this is when you want to see like you go see the tombs of the workers you go see the the the, the kings uh, their lives uh, their beliefs how they were successful i think this is it's like a sequence of events you know yeah. what i mean this is how this and is actually how I what rania is saying we did it from the pyramids to abu simbel yes, yes. Of Have course. you been to Abu Simbel? I haven't been to Abu Simbel. Oh. Oh. You should come you when the sun yeah. goes in straight through the temple to the king's I, face yeah. on, on his birthday. And on the day he was... 22nd of Feb. So this is what this is what his, his birthday and also when he was inaugurated as a king, I think. So it's twice. It happens yeah. twice a year. Yeah. And every single year, they have measured everything. And the good thing is when the, I think it was the UNESCO, I'm not sure, but I, I think the when they moved the Abu Simbel temple, they put it up in the exact same measurements so that the sun also does this exact same thing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's sort of... It blows your mind, doesn't it? I was just going to say it's, yeah. it's mind-blowing just it now. Is. <laughs> because you think all these thousands of years ago, but how precise things are, that actually something magical happens. Mm. And yeah, I haven't been to Abyssinbal, but it's 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 one of the places that I regret I couldn't go. But um, yeah, it's definitely one of the places I that I want to I think they managed go. to live on. Even yes. though they died thousands of years ago, you know, as they say, if it's your deeds that actually live on. So if you've done something good, important, impactful, this is actually what lives on. And I believe they have lived on, honestly. And I think they will forever and ever because Egypt and the pyramids and, and everything that encompasses yeah. you, it excites the inner child in you. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, exactly. And you, you, you know, no matter how old or young you are, you, you become a child again yeah. and you want to learn you and you want, want to, to explore and you need to know everything. Yeah. And I think one visit's not enough, two visits is not enough. Mm. It's just somewhere you have to continue to go back to and see something new every time. And I think yeah. it's it's amazing. Um, so one of the things that I ask at the end of, of yeah. every podcast yeah. is I ask our guests, where in the world has captured your heart the most? Now, we've spoken about Egypt a lot, yeah, yeah. but other than Egypt, where in the world has captured you both the most? Well, I went uh, with a trip with Jules to uh, Botswana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went to South to Africa. Zimbabwe, South Africa. 
Yeah. And the, the, the life of in the wild, with the wild animals, I mean, it was for me something I couldn't understand in the beginning. But when I went there, I was really impressed. I mean, we saw, it was my challenge that I wanted to see the lion. That's one of my targets. Yeah. So when I was there, and I saw it actually, and I saw that, that's what I saw. I saw the small lines going in the back in the beginning, and in the back is the mother and the father. And I was asking the man, and I just stand up in, the, in my car, and he just shouted to me and said, go down. It's the experience there. And, you know, we felt also there, my wife is very in love with kids, you know. She, as, as she told you, she, if she went 80 times, I would have 80 kids. <laughs> so she's in love with the elephants, the small elephants. I was dying for the small elephants, the little elephants. And they're very cheeky. They come right in front of the car and they start doing like this moves. And because they're so tiny, you think you can actually touch them. But then the guy, he said, they do that intentionally. If you just think to come close, the mom is like, you. she will blow you off. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Thank you so Pleasure. much. Pleasure. And thank you. You know, thank you. I just want to say to our listeners, I know you were here for World Travel Market and that's fantastic, but thank you so much for coming from Egypt to speak to us. This it's is a pleasure. You know, pleasure, and maybe. I'm sure we'll have you back on again. But um thank yeah, you. I just wanted to say thank you so much and I really it's hope our pleasure. listeners enjoy. Thank you very much. It was lovely thank you. talking thank you. to you. It was really lovely. Thank, thank you very much. Bye bye. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of Passport 2, People and Places. Look out for our next episode, where we'll be talking to more guests about the people and places that have inspired them the most. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please do get in touch. Thanks for listening.